Your business is an asset that can support a thriving life. I believe this, and I am committed to making this a reality for every entrepreneur and business owner who listens to this podcast. The Women Thriving in Business podcast was created with you in mind. Whether you are thinking about entrepreneurship or you're a business veteran, this podcast has inspiration, information, and advice you can use to thrive in business. Women Thriving in Business features candid, unscripted conversations with entrepreneurs, business experts, authors, and academics who will contribute to your business success. I seek out and talk with business leaders who have built, grown, and thrived in business. My name is Nikki Rogers, transformation coach, author, and the host of Women Thriving in Business podcast. I work with women entrepreneurs to develop the mindset, strategies, and connections necessary to thrive in business. Join me and your fellow thrivers each week on this journey of discovery and success. Welcome, Thrivers, to this week's episode of Women Thriving in Business podcast. As we wrap up season three, can you believe it? This is the season three finale. As we wrap up season three, I just wanted to share some things that have been on my mind that I've been thinking about. So today's episode, I share my thoughts about what the fall looks like in regards to harvesting the fruits of your efforts and labors on your business over the last year and how you should think about the activities that you're going to pursue going forward to ensure that you are getting the harvest that you want to see in the end. I also share about a book that I've been reading recently the E-Myth Revisited and my insights that I took away from that book. And then I share four things that you should be thinking about as you seek to grow your business. At the end of the episode, I tell you all about my new program called Move Your Business Forward that kicks off the first week in October. And you can find more details by following the link in the show notes. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode, this final episode of season three. Look out for some great guests that we have coming up in season four. And I look forward to hearing from you. Let me know which guests and which topics have been of most interest or most help to you as you've gone about your entrepreneurial journey and look for just more great things to come in future episodes. So listen in to the show today to hear about the things that have been on my mind. And then tune back in for season four coming soon. Let's go. Welcome Thrivers to this week's episode of Women Thriving in Business podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Rogers, and today is a solo episode. I have a couple of things that I want to talk to you all about. So this will be a mix of topics and I hope you enjoy. So the first thing I want to talk about is as the fall approaches, this 
is a time of harvesting. Traditionally, in the agricultural calendar, this is when you start to realize the bounty and actually reap the rewards of your labor and effort over the past year. So my question to you is, what are you harvesting? As you think back over the last nine months, over the last year and a half, over the last two years, what are you harvesting now that you actually laid the groundwork for a while ago? And as you think about that, I want to share with you this concept of an early harvest and a late harvest. When I was in conversation with my self-care coach and in my self-care group, they brought up this idea of an early harvest and a late harvest. So if you think about the rhythms of when you harvest different plants, different fruits and vegetables, some of them come early in the fall. And so you get to enjoy them earlier in the fall or or early in the summertime, I would say earlier in the year. So If you think about most of your berries and melons, those things are harvested during the summertime when the weather is quite hot. And then as you move into the cooler weather, at the beginning of the fall, we start to get apples and we start to get things like pumpkins and squash. And then as you move on later into late fall, early winter, then you're getting more of the hardier vegetables like greens and, you know, I would say collards, turnips, those types of things. I believe carrots and beets come out in late fall, early winter. And if you think about the nutritional composition of those things, so early harvest would be those things that are sweeter, lighter in nutritional value. And then you get, as it goes along, you get those things that are more dense calorically. They have more of those concentrated vitamins and minerals. And so if you just think about that from your business standpoint, as you put in your efforts, what are you harvesting early on? So if you think about that, that could be kind of early harvest could be the all the social media metrics, some of those metrics that relate to who is seeing you, how often you're being seen, and those types of things that are coming from, those are like those early efforts. And if you think about what your late harvest would be, that would be more along the lines of actual qualified leads that would turn into sales conversations. And it would eventually be, you know, generating revenue. That would be the late harvest. So if you think about your business in those terms, you definitely want to go through that period where you have the early harvest, but don't spend a lot of time focused on trying to get that early harvest out. Go through it, go through the process, use that early harvest in order to actually get to the late harvest, which is where you want to be generating revenue generating consistent revenue, predictable revenue, so that your business actually continues to grow and it becomes a sustainable business and a way of actually supporting the life that you want to have. And so that leads me to topic number two. I've been reading this book, well, actually listening to it. So I actually have the hard copy 
uh, The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. I bought the hard copy and then I decided I would actually borrow the audiobook so I could listen to it and really take in the words and the lessons that were in the book. And I have listened to this audiobook probably three or four times over the last week or so. And I have really enjoyed the book. And if you haven't heard of this book, The E-Myth Revisited is all about why small businesses don't always work and what you can do about them as a small business owner. And in the book, Michael Gerber talks about the three distinct roles that entrepreneurs need to play in their businesses. So if you are a business owner, you need to simultaneously be the technician, which is what most people are. They're the technician. They started a business to do the thing that they love. As your business grows, you need to move into being the entrepreneur and the manager of your business. And he breaks that down into detail around some of the conflicts that may arise if you stay mainly in technician mode. If you're in technician mode and you're bringing on people into the business and you don't switch into that manager role, what can happen is that you start to really, what he says, abdicate responsibility. And so you are leaving the responsibilities to other people without delegating those responsibilities. You're bringing on other people and they're serving as now an extra pair of hands, an addict technician. And so now you have multiple technicians and you have no manager. And so as a small business owner, you actually have to transition from being a technician and transitioning into that manager role as you're bringing people on. And then the third role that has to be a part of this is that of the entrepreneur. And as the entrepreneur, you're working on your business and not in your business. So you are taking time in order to understand the landscape that is around you. Think about strategy for your business. Set the vision for your business so that you, again, don't have just a whole bunch of technicians going about whatever their chosen field is, but you actually have someone at the helm of the business setting the direction in order to be able to move the business forward. So if you haven't had a chance to check this book out, I highly recommend it, especially if you are... Well, really, if you're just starting out, it gives you a great framework by which to start to grow and build your business. And if you've been in business for a while and you're facing some challenges from either dealing with employees or maybe contracted staff that you may have, if you're facing challenges in going above or growing beyond a certain revenue level, I highly recommend this book as a foundational lesson in how to grow a successful and sustainable small business that will help you thrive. And that leads me in to topic number three for today. So I think there's really a couple of elements that can help you move your business. And I've thought about this for a while and there's four pieces that I think can help people really move their business forward. 
one is really getting clear about your relationship with money. And this means, you know, how do you feel about money? Do you have a good relationship? Do you respect money and money respects you? Do you feel like money is always like just running through your life without sticking around? Do you feel like you don't know what to do with money when it shows up? And so then again, it just leaves as quickly as it has come. Do you feel like money is unpredictable? And when I'm talking about money, I mean, really, most people do have this concept of money as a distinct entity. Instead of thinking about money as just energy, as money as just one form of currency. So when you're thinking about your relationship with money, if you're facing any challenges around that, that can show up in your business. It shows up in how you price. It shows up in how you talk about the value of the services you provide. It shows up in how you keep your books and how you manage your finances and in how you manage the documentation for your business. If you kind of feel like you throw up your hands, you don't understand money, you don't want to deal with it, that shows up in the financials of your business as in either not collecting on invoices in a timely manner or not going after opportunities because you feel like you don't have the capital in order to resource those opportunities. It is a major factor in how you manage your business. So your relationship with money is key. The second thing that I think is important to help you move your business along is a vision for your business. And when I say vision, you know, what is it that you want your business to do out in the world? What is the impact that you want to have in the world? So this is different than what your business does. So for instance, I run a coaching and consulting firm and my vision for my business is that within a 10-year time span, I will have developed a profitable, lucrative business that impacts small businesses on a global scale. And that is going to translate into a certain amount of revenue. It is going to translate into a certain amount of jobs that I've created, both within my business as well as within the businesses that I work with. And that is my vision for my business. And so if you think about, again, the impact that you want your business to have out in the world, the revenue goals that you might have for your business in the next five or 10 years, that vision is what is going to hold all of your activities together. It is going to help inform your strategy. It is going to help inform how you operate the business. So vision is number two. The third thing that helps you move your business forward is strategy. So if vision is the North Star and vision is the ultimate outcome that you want to see as a result of your your business activities, the strategy is how do you get from where you are now to where you want to be. And in strategy, I talk about three things. There's goals, there's the assessment, and then the plan. 
So when we talk about vision, there's the impact that you want to see in the world. There's some underlying goals associated with actualizing that vision. So you identify those goals. What are those incremental steps that let you know that you're on the way to realizing your vision? You want to identify those. You want to have some measurement in place and you want to have them time bound so that as you're thinking about how you're going to get from here to there, you actually have some markers of progress that help you understand where you are along your journey. Second part of that is assessing where you are currently, being very honest, taking an honest look at where you are in your business right now, and then planning. So again, I call this mind the gap. This is all about strategy. So goals, assessments, plans, that is how you create a strategy. And that is how you get from where you are now to where you want to be in an actualizing your vision. And the fourth thing that you can do to move your business forward is to identify large clients and go after them. And in my case, I've identified government clients as one of the largest buyers of the services that I provide. And so whether you decide to go after government contracts, you decide to go on with corporate contracts, you decide to go after partnering with other small businesses in order to move your business forward, you really have to identify those large customers and go after those opportunities. So thinking about how do you do that, don't let the perceived difficulty of paperwork and documentation and regulation keep you from pursuing opportunities that are available to you. If you think about this, and I think a lot of business coaches and business books have shown that there's going to be a lot more people who are buying for smaller opportunities than those who are buying for larger opportunities. So oftentimes we miss out because we think, oh, we're too small. Our, our company's too young. We're too whatever the two whatevers are going to be, right? We need to actually go after those opportunities because there's all those people who are thinking the same thing as you are, that we're too something to go after this opportunity. So there's actually less competition at the top. The other thing is there's always large businesses that are looking to partner with small businesses. A lot of them have mandates or commitments to bring along small businesses as part of their partnerships. And then once you have one of those now or, or you have a partnership with a large business, now you're getting past performance. Now you're getting experience. You are getting that in a very low risk way so that you can really have a training ground, a proving ground before you decide to take on one of those large contracts on your own. So I just encourage you to identify you know, what are some additional sources of business that you could be thinking about, that you could be pursuing, that you have not thought about before? So those are my four pieces of advice for how you can move your business forward. One, being clear about your relationship with money. Two, defining and articulating the vision for your business. Three, developing a strategy to move your business forward. 
and four, identify new sources of business that you can pursue. So if you're thinking, Nikki, that's great information. Those are great steps, but I actually need help executing on those. You are in luck. For quarter four, 2021, I am actually running a Move Your Business Forward program. Starting the first week in October, we will go through, we will have sessions dedicated to each one of those four topics, starting with a money salon, moving on to a visioning session, a strategy development session, and then finally will be how to do business with the government. If that is of interest to you, and I would love to have as many of you all there who are interested in moving your business forward during this season. If you're ready to move your business forward and you want to learn more about this four-week program that will help you get back on track for Q4 2021 and beyond, check out the link in the show notes where it will give you all the details about the program and the great things we can co-create together. I would love to see you in the program because I believe that you can create a business that supports a thriving life. So until next time, take care and keep thriving. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Women Thriving in Business podcast. If you like this episode, share it with a friend. You can also join us in social media to share your feedback and comments. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to like, review, and subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode. Until next week, keep thriving.